Let's see how long it takes Justin to get it working. It's always an issue with Justin. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Justin, get your life together. Well, we just lost Justin. I feel like he's in a a spaceship (laughs) in space and we just lost him. Christ. Finally, I heard a beer crack open. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys are like I said it last time we talked. You guys are like a true like like hardcore punk band in your podcast in the sense that like there's you guys are trying to get the core members to and then like people rotating out until you can get the you know <laughs> exactly. I still consider myself a fill-in. How many episodes? Well, you have, have to. To be varsity, he's still a freshman. So to be varsity, you have to at least do like five episodes. Yeah. Does Robin give you homework to do and study about classic punk rock? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We go by eras. Yes. Facts. Um, Okay. Do do you see? Sorry. No. If we're ready to go, we'll go. No, no. Go ahead. Do you see um, a difference in listens? Tyler on from YouTube to whatever platform you're using, like uh to pod to broadcast out of the things. Yeah. The fuck this thing's called um, podcast. If you uh when you're on your homepage of uh Shopify, fuck Shopify, Jesus Christ, Spotify <laughs> for podcast on the homepage, it'll tell you your listener group. And I, cause they can't really give you the amount of subscribers you have, because let's say like I'm signed up to like seven platforms, right. To, uh, for podcasters, right. It can't really. So I kind of think it generalizes, like it says, I have like 503 listeners. Um, <laughs> and then, and then YouTube is pretty cut and dry. They'll tell you how many subscribers you have in, in real time. But I like, okay. I like the YouTube thing only because I'm not really good at talking and with my accent and the way I talk, sometimes it's kind of hard to understand what I'm saying, but with like with my body language and my eyes, people mm-hmm. can get the point. So, and <laughs> YouTube's very clear cut and dry when it comes to monetization. Monetization. Yeah. Like you have to have a thousand subscribers <laughs> in 4,000 watch hours within a year. So once you get a thousand subscribers, and you get within a 12 month period, you get 4,000 watch hours. You can uh, apply to have ads run. And uh, I just feel like you can make a lot more money with YouTube. And it seems like per, like you get like a couple cents per thousand plays on Spotify. And it's like, uh, there's no, uh, you would have to be streaming in so much money. Just so many streamings just to get like a significant amount of change to where it's even worth your time, you know, like right. your time, mm-hmm. like with us, our time is super valuable, you know, like yeah. 40 to 50 yeah. hours a week family. And then you got like, this is, I don't want to say it's a hobby, but you know, when you decide what to do with your, your extra time, you got to make sure it's worth it to me anyways. All right. Yeah, for sure. 
do you spend a lot of time editing or you just kind of let it go raw? Uh, no. Well, it depends uh, what you consider. The biggest, the problem with YouTube is I don't have a, um, I don't have a big PC. And so with that downloading the videos from my cameras takes forever. And mm. then up and then once I'm done editing, downloading the final product takes forever and then uploading to youtube takes forever so just downloading uploading time per episode i'm looking at almost like 10 hours damn oh wow so in student on a work computer yeah you got tons of space <laughs> <laughs> this free <laughs> That's right. so, and then but yeah so compared to that editing only takes like i just did one episode last night um with the way i do the youtube stuff is i have to you do two to three cameras, so I have to watch the whole thing and click as I go through to choose. You know, so if like right now I'm talking, and then Robin would start talking, I would click on that camera so that way it's on her. And then if we're all talking at the same time, I click on the third camera so I can see all of us. Gotcha. And and then of course people say dumb shit and we're cops and we can't have it on there. And <laughs> and but other than that, other than all that stuff, it's pretty raw. I let it fly, and it I think. People like raw podcasts a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't know. It's kind of hit and miss for me, but I'm a weirdo. Yeah. I mean, you have That's to, for sure. <laughs> when you want to, <laughs> thank when you. you wanna, when you want to listen to a raw podcast, like almost like a buddy podcast, you have to kind of like that person or that, not even know them, but be interested in who that person is for yeah. it to re- resonate with you. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if it's a total stranger, you're going to be like, this guy is funny, but I don't care to listen to him. But yeah, if you've been if you've known who he is and follow social media or something like that, or he's in a band or, or something, you can relate to that person. And it's, a, it's like, you know, I think that's how they're supposed to go anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I never really got into podcasting until maybe, I guess, listening to podcasts until maybe the last, I'll say year. Um, cause I listen to a regular, um, like a canine podcast. Um, but I really never got into it. And then I dove into the, the rabbit hole of podcasts. Um, once I kind of got into it, um, God, there's so much shit out there, but it was, mm-hmm. it was real weird. Cause I was listening to, um, I was listening to a podcast from, uh, the, one of the street cop podcasts and they had a guest on um and most of their stuff is is really good i like i like their company i like their message uh i like most of their guests and this guest was awesome but the way he was speaking i was just like holy crap i can't listen to this for 45 minutes i'm gonna fall asleep the story was super interesting and i was just like but his he was just like super slow monotone mm-hmm. and i was like i'm done with it but i'm just weird with with shit like that it's, you know driving around in my car sure well i, I mean we're we're all kind of the same age wouldn't you guys i mean this is me i'm gonna be honest and i know I shouldn't, I shouldn't say this on a podcast about podcasting but i'd rather just listen to music i my attention span's so bad yeah. that 20 minutes into a podcast i have to i'll listen to a podcast but i'll break it up within a couple of days like y'all's when i listen to y'all's i listen to it in about 15 to 20 minute segments because it's like a book. If I go any longer, um, no matter how good it is, I start like thinking about other things. And then I'm like, fuck, I haven't yeah. listened to the last five minutes of this. So, 
Yeah, I, I do that. And I have to like rewind it because. Yeah. Because you can't I, remember what the hell we we're talking about or have like exactly. no reference. Yeah. I'm just, I'm hit or miss. Um, sometimes I'll be in a podcasting mood. Um, sometimes I'll be in a music mood. Like if I'm out mm-hmm. working, um, if I'm working interdiction and it's, you know, sitting in one spot waiting for that one car for hours at a time. Sometimes I like podcasting cause it's people talking as opposed to music, but then it sucks when like you go out and you get into something and then you're like, shit, I got to rewind. I forget they were talking about cause, or I'll leave it playing and get out of on my, it'll be, it'll be on my camera <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But All you, right, guys, let's... you guys have a good, um, a good niche though. I think as long as you, I, my opinion about your podcast, I think as long as you guys stay true to it, you guys are going to continue to gain and never lose because there's I people hit me up randomly all the time. Like, Oh, I was a hardcore kid back in the day. I love your, your t-shirt mm-hmm. company or your stuff. And then I'll go through, scroll through and I'm like, Oh shit. Like they'll have pictures of them. And like, so like you said, we're out there yeah. and it's just, it's all about a growing thing. And I feel like growing is a lot harder when you niche down, but if you have the patience niching down, you'll be the most successful in whatever your mission is, you know, just, just to have a big community and stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. you guys are on the yep. right, right path. That's awesome to, yeah. for you to say it. We're, we're yeah, such yeah. a minority group of a minority group. You know, I think if it was just three cops on here talking about bullshit mm-hmm. only, yeah, I mean, yeah, we have that niche group of we're all cops, but what kind of audience are we really going to attract? Whereas we're even further down the rabbit hole with where there's hardcore kids who just happen to be cops. <laughs> and exactly. uh, maybe our life is a little bit more interesting than your normal than your normal human being. But uh, I like it a lot. I mean, I, aside from the podcast, the the um, chat group on IG is super fun, too. <laughs> Because we got, I mean, there's cops all over the country from varying experience. Maybe there's people from Los Angeles, police department, Ohio, Michigan, Colorado, all over the place. And we kind of all came together from this, this one common thing. Well, two common things, cops and Mm -hmm. punk rock and hardcore. So it's, it's super awesome. All right, Robin. Absolutely. Trying to get us on track now, so. Well, it's, 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 we're having a moment there, a bonding moment. So maybe uh 10, could like revert that back in, but I I'll can start try to say it again. Okay, go ahead. Well, you got to do it with tears in your eyes. I need to hear the emotion. <laughs> Pull out that emo side. I know it's tonight will be the night. So, all right, here we go. Uh, Hey kids. We're back with another episode of Punk Rock Cops. I'm Robin, your resident hardcore girl, and I'm with my buddy here, Justin. Justin, say hi. Hi. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? So we're here. (laughs) So we're here with a buddy of ours, Tyler. He is a punk rock cop. And we actually, this is going to be part two because we appeared on his podcast, the anti-hero podcast, 
uh, and we're returning the favor. And we're like, well, you played at our basement show. So now you're going to play at our, or yes, we're going to yeah. play at yours, whatever. We're playing at <laughs> yours. Yeah. We're playing we, at yours. That's how, but that's no. how we always did it. You're we, playing at ours. No, you're yeah. playing at ours. Yeah. You're playing at ours. This is our show. <laughs> this is our house. I used to have Tyler. a tally. I used to have a tally sheet when we played in bands of, I never <laughs> let one slip. Like if, if a band let you know gave us two gigs i would constantly keep and i would give that band two gigs you know however i could so it's yeah it's virtually the same mindset yes for sure well, so it's a pleasure to have you Thanks. yes it is and tyler tell us a little bit about yourself you are a sheriff deputy in the sun sunshine state right yeah sun, yeah sunshine yes I'm a deputy in the Orlando area, so I've been a cop about seven years, which I think is a long time, but more people I Disney to. deputy. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> There's a lot of hood in Orlando. so <laughs> You guys have those really cool dark green uniforms, right? Yeah, I think it's something in our Florida state statute that says that deputies um, have to wear green or white. Or a, or a color combination of the both. And their cars also have to be green and white of some kind of combination. They can't be. And I, I don't know, really know if that's true. That's just stuff I've heard because <laughs> no one deviates from that dark green. So that's what it is in Ohio. We have a, it's called the BSSA here, the Buckeye State Sheriff's Association. And it, it's actually in the Ohio Revised Code, our law book, what. Ohio deputies have to wear and what our cruisers can and cannot look like. Okay. So yeah, it probably, Whoa. probably is true then. Yeah. It's stupid. I didn't know that was a thing. It is. It is. It says it even, it, it's so detailed. It says how many belt loops we can have on our pants. No way. Sure does. That's very, sure that's, does. that is not punk very, rock at uh, all. It, no, it not, is at not all. punk rock at all. <laughs> I cut one of my belt loops off just to spite them. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> to your middle finger. Anarchy, right. but yeah, um, anarchy, anarchy in, the in the Buckeye State. <laughs> the whole premise of us is super. It weirds me out every day. I'm like, man, I'm. I try to be the most punk rock person I can be all the time, and I was like, but I wear a uniform for the government, and a lot of people also see that and think that's very contradicting. But um, I always look at it like being a cop is um, you're doing it you're you're elected by the people so it's like a group thing it's like you know i operate everything i do off social contract theory so mm -hmm. i don't work for the government i work for the people and, absolutely uh, you know when yes. some, we all when we live together as a tribe or or however a, a population no matter how big or small we all kind of agree on shit whether yep. we have to say it or not or we have laws mm -hmm. about it and uh when you got one asshole that thinks he can do whatever the hell he wants that's where I think the police should come in, you know, uh, and then everybody else can have their opinions about law enforcement in general. But I feel like everybody that's logical understands that there's always going to be an outlier that doesn't want to that doesn't want to uh, contribute to the group. And then, you know, also want to do harm to the group to better themselves. And that's where the police come in. For sure. It's, uh, I was just listening to a podcast earlier um, from a uh, retired Navy SEAL guy and he kind of said it best, and it's just like as law enforcement officers, 
just like the military and Tyler, I know you were in the military, you know, we signed up to do something that's better than ourselves and that's serve the community. You know, of course we, we're not in the military, but we're still serving our community. And, uh, you know, at least we can try to make the world a little bit better place. Yeah. And I, my biggest thing too, about being a cop, I think I said this on when you guys were on my podcast, but it is the most punk rock job you can do because you literally have to have a, a significant majority of people not like you and you don't have to give a fuck or yeah. you have to not give a fuck and you have to be okay with mm-hmm. it and live with it and almost like live in a subculture where, you know, you, you are surrounded yourself with people like you who are also hated. And then it just is a very punk rock feeling like walking around in your uniform in an area that you mean no harm to and they just hate you because you look different and you're like you're flying your mm-hmm. colors you know that and that's what i used to do in high school <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's the same thing i yeah. love that analogy it's so true mm-hmm. instead of wearing so, band t-shirts we wear a badge <laughs> <laughs> exactly so tyler um how how did you get into punk rock how old were you and what were the bands that started it for you um, like we talked about a long time ago, um, I was never a punk rock guy, so to speak. Um, I had punk rock, a punk rock mindset that I didn't really know I had for a long time. Um, but I remember mine, my big one was white zombie. Somebody slipped me a white zombie mm-hmm. CD in like, <laughs> like maybe coming out of elementary school or something. Like it was like some girl orgasming, and I'm like, it's way too young <laughs> to be hearing that. And right. The guitars came out of nowhere, and I was like, this is insane. And I fell in love with it. Um, I listened to music through Asterix, ma'am. Uh, Asterix, Asterix, Asterix. Yeah, I think that song mm-hmm. was Astro Man, wasn't it? Uh, it, it doesn't matter. You just you caught my attention when you said woman orgasming. I'm like, what's that? It's at? like, I've never <laughs> experienced that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about I, right. I, I totally yeah. know what that is. By <laughs> My wife would beg to differ. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I um and then I realized, you know, I wanted to play music, so I learned the guitar. I was awful and we were all awful, but you know, the core people stuck together and continued to to do well and then I just essentially it was either um it was either for me, it was either uh survive in music and be a rock star you know in a band or uh sell out and become a cop but in all reality i knew in my in the i knew I, always, sell out. I dude i knew i always wanted to be a cop i, I don't know what it was and uh so you know it, but, it, but back in that time you know there wasn't any playing in a successful band whatever success means to you and also having a 40 hour week gig it was either one or the other and when when you were done yeah. with the music thing, you had to put on your sport coat and tie and go carry your suitcase and coffee mug to your adult life, you know. And then, yeah. and now we look at bands now where, you know, people have four hundred one ks, health insurance, jobs, families, and then they'll hit the road for three months because they've been saving for it. And it's just a different world now. And I feel old, and I wish it was around when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's absolutely true. And then, you know, I heard it best on a, on a uh, Howard Stern interview one time. Like, they have all these bands on. And he, he always says, there was no backup plan. It was always, I was going to do this radio. I was going to be a radio, you know, whatever, host. 
And then um, there was no backup plan. And that's the same thing with like a lot of bands that came on there. There was, there was no backup plan. That was just, that was what they were going to do with their life period. End of story. And I think you hit the nail on the head. There is like, that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe to a, a, a small degree, there's that, you know, those outliers out there, but the, what show me a band that's up and coming quote unquote, that that's all it is. Yeah. They don't, cook pancakes on I the think, side at waffle house or you know waffles at waffle house or whatever a lot, of, a lot of bands embrace it too when you have bands that they'll talk they'll be on you know i follow tons of musicians that are in bands and and they they're tattoo artists they're you know yeah. of course they'll probably post mm-hmm. their if they have c- civilian jobs or civilian jobs but side jobs or main jobs if it's a sexy job, they'll post it. But you know, like you, I like, like side jobs, <laughs> sexy, <laughs> jobs. sexy side jobs. <laughs> but uh, they won't know. Uh, you know, if if they sell insurance at Nationwide, they're probably not going to promote that. To, yeah, because it kind of kills the rock star image. But everybody's got one, and I think when we were younger, there was no. I mean, there was an information boom, but it it was just after we were in bands or I was in bands, and yeah. no one really knew. There was no such thing as social media. It was MySpace, but you know, you really couldn't. The rock stars or the or the ba- people in successful bands—that's all we knew them as. And mm-hmm. now you get to see twenty-four-seven coverage of people's lives, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh shit, they have they have families, they have jobs. Yeah, I remember um, not too long ago, I found that Snapcase has a Instagram, and I was looking yeah. up all the members of Snapcase and stuff. And then I found Daryl, their singer, and he's like posting pictures of his family. And like, he does like uh, uh race car stuff. And I'm just like, man, I, I Oh really? I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. I, I think he may have like some sponsors and stuff. He's like super into it, like drag racing and stuff. But it, Snapcase was probably my favorite, maybe second favorite hardcore band growing up, but it's just weird seeing, you know, he's probably in his fifties now. Mm-hmm. It's weird seeing like old school punk rock guys who we were into, like have a family and a life and stuff. Cause you think about them back in the day, just like at venues, head walking mm-hmm. and, and tearing yep. up shows. And, you know, you would hope that like their whole life is like living in those pair of stinky jeans and, you know, <laughs> struggling for their next meal. It's just, I don't right. know. That's just the punk rock in me, but it's it's it was weird seeing like he's got a i mean his wife is gorgeous he's got a a, a awesome family uh mm-hmm. it's just weird to me but good for him yeah <laughs> go snapcase <laughs> fucking love him oh i love snapcase too i i saw them one time and i don't i barely remember the show now because it's been like 20 years since yeah. i since i've seen them i hope they still do they still play shows at all like so, this is hardcore or something or they they one of those? do yeah and so we had my cousin and i had tickets to the was it 2019 or 2020 california takeover mm, where they yeah. snapcase strife and uh, uh, mm-hmm. earth crisis came back oh wow and and then that all the covid shutdowns happened and they canceled everything and i was like fuck because i you know i never got to see them live i saw earth crisis i saw strife mm-hmm. i saw all those bands i never saw Snapcase, which is weird because they're you know from where i'm at in ohio buffalo is probably six hours 
but yeah. uh yeah never got to see him but and, and i was oh, so God. i was so pumped and my my cousin was coming from boston we were gonna meet in los angeles and we mm-hmm. had it all planned out we got tickets and then fucking covid happened thanks bye man yeah thank Damn you man. thanks obama yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not only do you have the podcast tyler you also work with some clothing tell us about that yeah so i started a, an apparel company i think uh, about two years ago just under two years ago and it's the premise is is outsider apparel for people on the front line and i don't know if that slogan is going to stick because it's sounds superficial but essentially it's Very like long. you know it, it's like um like punk rock culture for people like us you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah. there's cops out there there's military vets out there that don't always want to wear grunt style stuff it ha- grunt style has <laughs> grunt style has its time and place mm-hmm. you know as a cop you can get away nowadays with wearing a grunt style shirt and your jeans and your badge you know as as uh, you know casual wear you know it's just in our culture now we see somebody uh in plain clothes but not dressed down for work, but just in more casual attire. And if they're wearing a grunt style shirt, no one really cares. You know, it's either polo or grunt style, but right. um, not everybody mm-hmm. wants to wear it all the time. You know, like, so I try. Well, to- unless you're my, my brother wears a, a grunt style shirt, like pretty much every day that he's not in uniform because <laughs> he's also a cop. And so I get so sick of seeing grunt, sh- grunt style shirts. So yeah, it's I totally funny. It- feel that it's funny you can no matter where we go and i don't know if this is exclusive of cops but i can tell a fucking cop and a firefighter from a mile away when i'm at the grocery store like dude yes you're wearing 511 btu pants and and (laughs) uh, and your boots or you know whatever and your grunt style shirt like okay he's either a cop or a fighter fighter firefighter and then he then you got that Punisher skull with the thin blue line on your truck. Oh God, I I don't put anything on my well, vehicles. Mm-mm. Like uh, me and my wife always talk about. Like I, I'm terrible with uh, female products because a uh, I don't wear them, so I don't really care. But my wife's always telling me you need more female clothes, even though my t-shirts yes. are unisex. You need more. So I'm always thinking about the female line, and I'm looking at like other and it's like dude it's i hate it and it's so cringy but i'm not a female so i don't say anything but like 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 bacon tits and freedom like it's like we could actually wear shit like that and i'm like i mean those things are cool but yeah yeah that's very i hate them i hate them like the grunt style has that and you know please ladies don't don't hate me. Well, I don't fucking care, but if <laughs> the Grunstel has that beautiful badass shirt and I just yeah. fucking hate it so much. I'm like, okay, like it Why just seems very badass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not trying to piss anybody off. All right. But any oh, chick that wear, any chick that wears something like that is most likely somebody's wife. But yeah, she ain't she ain't, she ain't wearing a bad. She <laughs> well, you know, she's probably well, she's probably been a wife more than a few times i was gonna say I i'm just gonna, gonna be honest <laughs> i like that Let's was just like be real. so politically correct robin i saw your <laughs> eyes roll and you're like how can i say this without offending she, every c word in america they've been somebody's wife for one night many times <laughs> yes. many times yes 
So yes. that's one thing I can say, you know, personally, my wife, um, she's in law enforcement too. Um, she doesn't wear like law enforcement t-shirts or my, my husband's a cop or what's, what's the other one? It's like, I do fuck the police. Like, okay, oh, yes. give me oh, a I fucking break. Give me a fucking break. So stupid. And that if you ever think, if you ever think like, man, I want to do an apparel line, but I don't know if I would be successful. There's people out there that buy that shit. There's oh, I know. They probably do really well on it too. Cause every, every rookie, 21, 22 year old rookie is like, Fucking thin blue line, man. I'm all in. Yeah, my wife's gonna be too. My so, girlfriend yeah. this week is anyway. But uh, well, and they buy that shirt and give it to the first girlfriend they get, <laughs> <laughs> like an anniversary, like a a three week anniversary present. Oh, here I got you the shirt. It you're says welcome. I fucked the police. Wear that to your wear that to your Sunday family dinner so your dad can see. <laughs> Oh, but, exactly. Yeah. So the whole the whole thing about that uh, line is kind of just <laughs> you know it's it's kind of uh, it's a very punk rock spirit um, with my company. You're we, I hate having um I also don't like having a female line mainly because I don't really separate like you you know like a real like a real cop that's a female as opposed to a female cop like you'll stand next to the real cop that's a female and roll your eyes. At the girl so have, that's got you have like, a non-binary line. Yeah, like at the girl that's got her hair, hair down, tons of makeup on, uh, yeah. bikini pics all over Instagram, side by side with her uniform pics, right? And mm-hmm. to me, I mean, I'm not trying to insult anybody. Yeah. I'm really not. I don't want you get, you know, I don't want Tene to lose a listener over this. I would feel terrible, but you know, that's that's my opinion about how. No, I mean, you're just talking about. Listen, like we don't need to tell people we're badasses. Like if you do badass shit at work, we, people know. You don't mm-hmm. have to wear the T-shirt that says "badass." You know exactly. You, you go out there; it doesn't matter what sex you are, male, female. You go out there and you get into some shit with me, and I trust you to come to a bar fight with me or whatever the case may be. You got my respect. You don't have to now keep posting your bikini pics. That's <laughs> that's fine with me, but. <laughs> I don't think. Did you say the name of your? I was just about to company? say. I've. Ne- I was yeah. sitting here thinking. I'm like. I didn't even say the name. So it's called Refracted Wolf Apparel. Um, there you go. You know, essentially, I don't want to get into the name because it's, that's got another two minute explanation that I. That I really. You know, when you pick a band name and you you've been playing as a band for a year or two and you're like, well, we can't change it now. You have to start all over. So <laughs> that's kind of how it went. It's just. It's going to be a completely different band, which. <laughs> Yeah, we've had a conversation about last week. Was it last week? Last week. Wait a minute. What do you know? Last week. Yeah, we had a conversation last week in our podcast, didn't we? About changing the name of the band or because of the sound. Oh. It, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Go ahead, Robin. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Mom and dad. Are I don't know what the fuck I'm talking <laughs> about either. <laughs> I'm like, well, Justin doesn't know what day it is half the time no. because he'll like message and be like are we recording today <laughs> even though we talked about the day before like it was no i don't Justin, know last not. so what robin's talking about last week we're talking about all this stuff <laughs> like over over uh messages and stuff and for some reason i thought it was freaking sunday all day all right and then that wasn't last week that was just like a was two few days, days ago, ago. <laughs> and, yeah, last T- you know what see, Listen, tyler knows it, no 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 no, no. Long, let me it let was me. a long week I okay think... it was a long fucking week 
here, I think it was because Justin was trying to get out of Mother's Day for yes. his wife. Yes. I told him, I was like, stop trying to get out of cooking dinner for your wife, asshole. Like, well, that's that's not cool. She's married to me. That's gift enough. <laughs> and then also, what was the DV comment you made? You said she better have dinner on the table and the laundry yes. done or there's going to be a DV tonight. There will be a and DV I said, and she will beat my fucking ass. Yeah. And I said, I'll go ahead and get um, victim and a victim advocate rolling to your location because yes. you're going to need it. Yes. That and some so. days. She will beat my ass. If you're listening. <laughs> hi. I love you. Did your wife listen to this? Oh, I fucking Probably oh, not. He doesn't even know. <laughs> she she doesn't, doesn't do even it. know. I remember you said you had mentioned she probably that your, your wife's in a country, right? Yeah, she's a country girl. Um, no idea what all this stuff is about. She probably thinks I'm sitting here talking in the microphone to myself. My husband's that would Ill. that would yeah. <laughs> I probably would too because yeah. Justin, like, I feel like he does a lot of talking to himself. I do. He pretends to, to like myself. talk to his dog. Like in mm-hmm. the car, he'll have conversations with He's right his here. canine. He's right oh, here next to let's me. Let's see. I want to see. He's fucking. He's twitching, sleeping. Come here. Oh, come here. Well, don't wake him up then. Oh, he's up now. Come here. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, look at that face. He's a good boy. What a handsome fella. He's a good boy. Good doggo. I don't know well, why they entrusted. Me, but... I don't know why they entrusted me with this magnificent creature right here but they did is he a bite dog? it is magnificent oh yeah that's a dumb question <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of just bite. like sniff dogs he sniffs and what? bites good has he ever bit bitten you oh yeah on accident yeah um yeah but hand so okay so we're gonna have another canine boy on the podcast in the future. So I'm going to save those canine comments for then, but thank you. Yeah. I can but I'm still going to talk the... shit. Well, I'm going to talk a bunch of shit about canine. Yeah. Boys. I did get some, I uh, listen, I um, thought about you today when I went to the barbershop and bought a new thing, a hair gel. Oh, good. I, I'm, <laughs> I think you probably have like a subscription. I to... Yeah. So what kind of gel do you use? So let's go there. What kind of gel? Suavecito. Suave, suavecito um, pomade, the original, the best it's, hair gel out there. Look it up; it's awesome. It's that. a very punk rock is it, company. Is it really? Yeah, it's very suavecito. Punk rock that's what I thought you meant. I thought you meant just suave, like you get at like the dollar. Oh no, store. I'm I'm not suave at all. But um, suavecito is the name of the company. No, I'm talking. I'm talking about the suave, like the cheap ass. Hair care stuff that you can get at like the dollar store. Oh, I think that's, is that just like shampoo and conditioner? No, they have styling stuff too. Oh, do they? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was. No, Suavecito is a real company. Yeah. They're, they're very, look it up. They're very like punk rockish. How's it? Yeah. They're like, uh, they're from like, I think Santa Cruz, California and like very supportive, like skateboarding and, uh, like they have a lot of rockabilly stuff. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't see any gel in your hair. Is that only for <laughs> uniform? <laughs> That's only yeah, for I, uniform, I, right? I mean, I didn't, I didn't plan on leaving anywhere other than the barbershop today. So, yeah, it's only for uniform. 
figures. It's a lot of Anyways, work. Anyways, that is Looking a lot of good. work. Looking this good is so. not easy. <laughs> so back to Tyler, back to Refracted Wolf. I purchased one of your shirts. I got the uh, Wolf Ooh. Skull one. Okay. Pretty awesome. I, I got I was, the Demon uh, Hunter. Yeah, like with that, I guess what I'm trying to do with that Wolf Skull is um, essentially have that be like a staple. So as I, per- and I love graphic tees. I love concert shirts. I love anything that's like, it's kind of hard to build a uh, lifestyle brand when you're constantly putting out new graphic tees. But I always thought like, you know, sometimes when you go look at a tent at a show or anything, or you go, you know, only the normies got a hot topic. But if you're ever looking at a bunch of shirts, <laughs> you're looking at the aesthetic of the shirt rather than it, you. You're making sure that you're buying the, a band you like and how it looks, you know, and. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I, that's kind of what I wanted to bring into it. Um, so I'm always going to be pumping out new graphic tees. But that wolf head kind of is my fiend skull. It, that's the way I'm trying to say. I think it mm-hmm. ho- ho- I hope I can get it to work like that. And do you only do T-shirts or do you have other stuff? Um, hats, T-shirts, stickers. We just started doing flags, which, um, you know, is, flags are they're not hard to sell, but certain people want certain flags for certain rooms. It's hard to sell a five by three flag. (laughs) You know, they're very, they're very big. So unless you got a man Mm -hmm. cave or a team room or a training room or something like that, you know, uh, but yeah, we got flags too. So sweet. Sweet. Awesome. So another, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, after you. you No, no. After you. (laughs) Okay. I don't think we. I don't think we said. One, two, the name three, of, go. I don't think we said the name of your podcast, did we? Yeah, she did. Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. well I'm going to say it again. It's the Antihero Podcast. Give it a listen. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I have a so. short memory span. I'm sorry. Yeah, you should be sorry. But anyways, so just or Justin, not Justin. I don't care yes. what he thinks about this. Tyler, on your podcast, we had a conversation about your preference in singers of the misfits <laughs> that's right very and young. i was i was very shocked to hear your response but i'm gonna let you explain that again yeah for you know so they can well, i need the i need the punk rockers to have mercy on me and i'm gonna explain how it happened <laughs> and maybe after hearing it they'll go okay um i was in high school and like i said i was a metal kid and one of my buddies was like dude you gotta listen to the misfits of course I was in junior high, sorry. So, of course, we're seventh graders, and we don't know what the fucking misfits are. You know, but <laughs> all the rock stars were misfits, fiend skulls. So, he was like, mm-hmm. dude, so badass. He hands me American Psycho. And I kind of forced myself. It's one of those things when you're a kid. It's like drinking your first beer. You're like, this is awesome, and it's yeah. awful. But, you know, yeah. and then it kind of became an acquired taste, and... um so the Michael Graves era misfits was the first misfits that I ever heard and ever, you know, we're talking if kids are listening right now, which there probably as many aren't as many kids listening right now as there are people our age. But if you happen to be listening, there's these things called CDs that we had. We didn't have CDs, YouTube. No. We didn't have Spotify. So yeah. unless somebody gave you a CD or burnt you a copy of a, of a record or somebody passed you a demo, that was it. You had your book. Yeah. And um, yeah. So I didn't get into Danzig Misfits 
until high school and i was like you know i kind of was like oh my god i already digested this misfits that i had to learn to love i don't know if i can do a whole nother misfit <laughs> but uh throughout my life i've really learned to not learned uh have grown to love the original misfits only because it's just a a small timestamp in history of music and it was like it was like an explosion and then it was and it went away and you can never yeah. recreate it. <laughs> it's just like any band, the original, the original attitude of something, mm. the equipment was awful. The, uh, yeah. maybe the delivery wasn't as good, but the message was on point and it was mm. so raw and it's absolutely. So that's, well, well, you right know, there. yeah, for I'll- sure. And I was going to say, um, you know, I, I've always been team Danzig and I will Amen. be team Danzig till the day I die. But American Psycho, that wasn't a bad album. It wasn't. I mean, I actually like some of the songs on there. And earlier in our podcast, in the earlier episodes, we went back and forth with that. Um, well, with, because we talked about you know, like American Psycho, if it hadn't been labeled Misfits, it would have had a shot. It would have been oh, yeah. something on its own, you know, it might not have been mm-hmm. the best album in the world, but it would have had a chance. But you, you throw the Misfits logo on there. You're already starting out with like 80% hate. Oh yeah. It's fighting <laughs> words. Putting that name on something that's not the original members. I mean, even if you have like the original guitarist and drummer, you know, you have Jerry only and, you know, um, Doyle and stuff, whoever, it's not going to be the same. It's if you have a different singer, it's not going to be the same band because the voices, unless like they're twins or something there, it's not going to, you know, sound the same. You can't replicate Glenn Danzig's voice. It's just impossible. Yeah. I think ACDC is like the only band in history to pull off two completely different singers that sound almost like, or that maybe they don't sound identical, Mm. but. Like you can listen to an ACDC pretty record. similar. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Go, what singer was that? And you'd go, uh, uh, because, but that's true. Maybe, maybe Van Halen a little bit. Yeah. At, oh yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is you grow up, we were a little behind classic rock. I don't want yeah. a little, I don't <laughs> not far, but you know, <laughs> so when we grew up as kids, we would hear Van Halen hits and we knew him as Van Halen. And if somebody just hits you with a, is that, David Lee Roth, or is that you know the other guy, Sammy Hagar? Sammy Hagar. Yeah. and mm-hmm. it would take you about ten seconds to go, oh, that's Sammy Hagar, you know, because it's a Van Halen song. Yeah, yeah. But the Misfits did not bridge that gap at all. Um, I think Jerry only. I've I've researched. I go down rabbit holes with a twelve pack of beer, and I'll just find a band, and I'll just go through all their history. Truly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> truly. And, uh, I'm old now, <laughs> and uh, Jerry, Jerry only. Is just he is a money grubbing kind of a selfish person, from what I can gather, to the point where his own brother wouldn't play with him anymore. And you know, I think he's kind of like, yeah. And if people, and when people are in bands, they don't say things on interviews because of the potential lawsuit for defamation. So Mm -hmm. yeah, they try not to, you know, they try not to go like, oh, he's awful and don't work with him because he's money hungry. That could affect his career, aka could get you sued so that's how like the the ramones were too man you you remember they Mm -hmm. had that that feud between those brothers and 
I mean, it lasted into almost until up until they died. Yeah. And then I think they reunited, but I, I, I mean, I doubt it could have been just for the, the money or whatever, but gosh, I just, that's why you shouldn't be in a band with your brother. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, badly, my brother and I, um, we tried to just jam together because uh, he's a phenomenal musician and I have all this equipment sitting, sitting around my house and I'm just like, you know what, let's just get together and write some songs and this and that. And, you know, nothing, no real goal going forward other than to, you know, two late thirties, early forties guys, just kind of fucking picking up their instruments again. And we butted heads so bad. Cause I was like, man, I kind of want to do this. And he's like, that's fucking stupid. And I'm like, no, you're fucking stupid. So I can see how that kind of shit happens. Yeah. And we're just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Before this turns into a fucking Johnny Ramone thing, let's just exactly uh, stick to drinking beer together. Yeah. My brother, my brother doesn't play music, but me and my brother are respectively so close. But we are close because we're brothers. Like he's a cop. He works at the same agency I do. But you talk about huge differences in personality. Like yeah. me and him, me and him can barely get six beers in before we're fucking arguing about cop work and you know how it should yeah. be. And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how my- that is. My brother, my brother's a cop too. And so we worked at the same agency for a short time, and he's five years older. And so when he got hired on, I and he's been a cop like a little bit longer than me, but When I went to detective, he was on patrol and I'd come into the patrol room and he'd talk a bunch of shit about detectives and we just go fucking at it in front of everyone. (laughs) And, and then like, he would get all angry because I kept like, I'd make fun of his oldness and because he has this, like, I don't know. Well, because he is old and he has a bad back. So are you Robin? So are you Robin? Listen, I may have. I may have a bad back, but I'm not old. Okay. Yes, I am old, (laughs) but no, that's neither here nor there. But anyways, like we would, we would argue about pursuits that our agency would get into and and stuff. It was so (laughs) stupid. And I'm like, why are we arguing about this? Exactly. No, he's like, it's like, it's a, he's like, it's a good pursuit. That was a good pursuit. I was like, well, what, what, what was PC? And he's like, well, a stolen, stolen co- or stolen plates or something. And I was like, oh no, that's not worth killing people. Yes, it over is. like going oh, opposite, I love it. going the wrong way. We cannot, divert, we cannot divert from the punk rock conversation, <laughs> but just getting two cops talking about pursuits. Like I'm just so torn because I'm the same way. Like as I get I, older and I have a family. I sometimes look in the mirror and I'm like, if my fucking family was killed because some street cop was chasing somebody yeah, for no I reason, yeah. I would be like, but the yeah, cop in me is like, dude, uh, the more we lose the ability to chase bad guys, the worse it's going to get. And I'm like, ah, I know. And I just, fight with that yeah. all the time. It's just ever since I became a mother, like I used to be the first one through the door. Like, I don't give a shit if like. You know, I take all the bullets, but they get the bad guy. Then I was down. I was like, yeah, let's do this. But now having like three kids and, you know, and a family and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's be a little, let's be a little careful. Let's not just rush in through the door like that. And it's funny how your perspective changes. Let's just take the family out of it. But the longer you're in law enforcement, Mm -hmm. like when I first started, dude. 
if you were going 10 over, buddy, you were getting a ticket. Period. End of story. <laughs> now, I, I, I don't even bat an eye at freaking 15 over. I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what, when someone takes off from me, I am of the mentality of these wheels are going to fall off this car before you get away. <laughs> and then my supervisor has to say, yeah, wave goodbye, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's usually with terminate. The first 10 seconds. Terminate. Right. There used to be a lot. Um, I was at a, a community meeting this last week and somebody raised their hand and pretty much said they were from another country. They're a Haitian community and they wanted us to come talk to them about American law enforcement and ways for their youth to have good interactions, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they asked about how he was like, when I moved here with my wife from Haiti in 1997, just in the matter of almost 25 years, crime has gotten exponentially bad. And I had to watch what I say because I was in uniform representing my agency. But I was like, it's not that crime's gotten worse. It's that the way we deal with crime mm -hmm. has changed. Mm -hmm. Therefore, yeah. Yeah. Things like us not chasing people, us being afraid. And when I say us, I don't mean us. I just mean police officers and the culture in general. You know, in 1990, would you go up to a cop and aviators and a mustache and a billy stick and go talk shit to him? Probably yeah. not because he'd beat no. the fuck out of you. You know, right. and and, yeah. and people hated cops for that reason. There's a huge divide in, in the, you know, and stuff. We're paying, us three are paying for the sins of our, our, uh, past uh brethren sure. who have mm -hmm. maybe yeah. uh but that's how they did the job and that's and, and now we you know when i grab somebody up uh, i'm so worried about how it's going to look and how the next 45 people yes. that are going to watch this interaction perceive it and yes um and then so it's just you know that's my take on it yeah i mean you're look right at look at us we're not even talking about music anymore no <laughs> perspective has changed for sure and the job has changed even in the last three years i mean once all the freaking mm -hmm. demonstrations and we had sh no shorter riots here where i live or where close to where i live and even those got scrutinized i mean you have mm -hmm. thousands of demonstrators in the middle of the street shutting stuff down destroying businesses and now the cops are bad guys because they're pepper spraying them yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, what do you want? What do you want from us? I joined, I became a cop right, right as, uh, like I think 2014 is when Trayvon Martin happened, which wasn't affiliated with law enforcement, but it was very political. And I want to say uh -huh. it was 2015, give or take where the hands up, don't shoot thing happened, uh -huh. um, which yeah. ended up being very falsified. And is as far as the actual, Thing that happened um not, not uh, there were a lot of things that weren't right or twisted around on you know so therefore that's the shift where the pendulum went awful for law enforcement and it just yeah. kept going yeah and defund the defund police came and i almost said defund dinks and cops but that's coming now <laughs> <laughs> um it was funny because i follow this this uh police police officer's profile on IG. Um, it's not his personal one. It, no, nothing's identifying, but I know the agency he works for and uh, he posted something about like the city is being overrun by criminals and it is. It, they're having major issues. And the, the, a news station here commented 
um, about the police being defunded. Like, no, they weren't. And he put them on blast and then pulled up their news article from like two years ago where they cut $20 million from the budget. And uh, he was just like, yeah, here you go. Um, eat some fucking humble pie there, buddy. Yeah. Put your foot right yeah. in your mouth. Well, and, and if anybody wonders why cops can be punks, it's because all of this happens because of those, the suits in the government. I don't care fucking about suits. government at yeah. all. I don't. I, the only thing I won't do is I won't, I won't talk. I won't, talk shit about my admin in general just because of my own you know i, I want to have a job but sure yeah you outside of my man. outside of my chain of command which has its issues uh, i don't give a fuck about politicians i don't care they're they may the government is the one that's going to divide us all anyways and cops are yeah. right there in the middle trying to keep people together and absolutely you know, I mean, they, just two short years ago, the government was trying to get cops to enforce COVID lockdowns. It's insane. right. And, and how many of us were saying, here's my gun. Here's my badge. You go do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I am not going to go arrest somebody because they have people over at their house. Fuck you. That's insane. Yeah, I, no I, way. I remember uh, the government uh, was saying that they were doing it. And I remember it, it all happened. I mean, you look at it now and it was just like unraveling so fast about what was mm-hmm. going to happen. And uh, our our city and county government was like, well, we're going to have these mandates. And then it kind of came down the whole like, you know, we're not really going to enforce these. We're just telling people we're going to enforce them so they won't. Do it. <laughs> and I, they were like, yeah, exactly. Were like, if you feel like you need to make an an arrest based off a mass mandate, the entire chain of command has to be notified before you make the decision. <laughs> like, because they're not really going to do it, you know, almost because it's probably an unlawful arrest that they're worried that a quick little local government mandate won't hold up in court. And then they'll, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. We had, uh, we had several, I don't even know what the hell you would call them emergency health whatever they were it was basically an order by the governor but through the department of health it was weird the way yeah. it was in ohio yeah. but i think the overwhelmingly large majority of the people that i work with are like yeah this will never be enforced you can kiss my ass and fortunately my administration was right on board with that they're like yeah there, there's no way we are not going to go ticket people for having their family over at their house. Dude, That's sound, not what law enforcement yeah, is for. No way. I sound no, crazy. No. And go ahead. Oh no, go ahead, Tyler. Finish your thought. You were the guest, Tyler. Go ahead. I was going to say that um, <laughs> I was, I was, um, I was fortunate enough a long time ago when I was a young lad to watch the movie RoboCop, and then I watched. Oh, yeah. However, if you mm-hmm. want to know how cops, how cops really should be and how they should be engaging in society in general, go watch RoboCop 3. And once you get over the B-ratedness of it, RoboCop 3 essentially is a private corporation that comes and takes over the government and starts treating the people like shit. And the cops have to throw down and they own the police. It's so like, you'll watch it as a cop and you're like, man, I feel this right now. Like the police are just getting bullied by this mm-hmm. corporation and they eventually throw their badges down and they, they stand up with the people against a tyrannical government. It's real. And it's also RoboCop. So yeah, of course <laughs> it's RoboCop. 
So have you guys ever met in person? Probably not. Huh? Yes, I've met my, I've met my daughter. No, no, you and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Ten eight's got to throw like a shindig. Yes. And have all of his podcasting people come meet. Yeah, day. for sure. We need to do a, you know, um, what do you call it? Like a, a conference or whatever. Yes, that'd be yeah. awesome. We're trying to and, just oh, have bands play. Yes, that's what I was gonna <laughs> Let's say. Let's run out of BMW. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, we can put it on, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We'll it for us, and we'll do a, the a podcast pod- in the in the in the uh, green room. <laughs> <laughs> We'll have the clever commentary the whole time, like VIP access. Yeah. Where we just talk shit about everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, you have to have the the tour credentials to get, you know, into our little group. I'm trying exactly to, I'm trying to convince him to go and show his face. And I obviously everybody understands why some cops run uh yeah. their operations without with anonymity i think that's the word because yeah. of mm-hmm. just the fucking liability that comes with a syllable you say that's taken out of context and i feel like you guys are kind of like me where like i don't like dude if i i'm smart enough to know what i can and can't say i don't right have the mouth and uh but you know so if somebody wants to take a fight to me and that you know my agency i i've got some energy that i can sustain a good battle you know but you know, mm-hmm. it definitely probably is like the meme pages, the shit they get away with posting. That's so funny because it's so true. But yes. you can yep. never post it if you're going to show your face. Oh, no. Right. Yeah, definitely I, so, not. So I've been in trouble for social media before my agency, um, and it didn't even have anything to do with my agency in particular. I just posted something about, you know, leadership, maybe having some to grow a pair of set of nuts. But we won't go back there. I've learned my lesson, but oh yeah, you uh, got your peepee smacked, didn't you? Oh yeah, I got yeah, you smacked. told me that. I got, but I got uh, it smacked. And then we had our mandatory continuing professional training to the state mandates this year, and one of the points was um, first responders, First Amendment rights, and basically it said even if you're off duty, on a private social media account. You have very limited First Amendment rights if you're saying mm-hmm. something about a public institution, such as a police department, fire department, et cetera. Um, and they're basically saying that your First Amendment rights have to outweigh theirs and, and their public's perception of that. Other than that, your ass is grass if you say something. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing that police officers and firefighters are are getting their ass in a ringer for, especially young young police officers across the United States, because they've grown up with social media and that's that's their outlet, that's their venting. And uh, if you if you don't learn anything from this podcast, learn it from me. You will get your dick smack hard. Now I don't need any days off or anything like that, but. You trying to lump yourself in with young kids? Yes, I think I think <laughs> so. it is. It's not working well. <laughs> Me and the youngsters. Look, <laughs> I still look like. <laughs> I yeah. told my uh, I, had, I had training class. We're getting a new CAD system, and I had training class the other day for this. And uh, one of the girls in there is like fresh out of the academy, twenty one years old, 
She's like, oh, my back hurts. I'm getting so old. I was like, yeah, you just wait till you're fucking 40 and you can't get out of bed. And my sergeant was like, you're 40? I was like, yeah. I was like, why? Because I act 12? Or is it because I don't look 40? Be careful how you respond. <laughs> I think it's probably the acting. I think, no, I, I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say no. I get told all the time that people have no idea that I'm 35. They're like, you're 35? And I'm like, I know I look old. I got a huge bald spot on the back of my head. Like, but I think it's because I wear flat bill hats and concert shirts. People are like, it could oh. be. <laughs> As, mine's just because I'm a, a fucking 12 year old at heart. And I act like a total immature fucking asshole all the time. What's 10? Mm, yeah, what's, tracks. What's 10? going to title this? <laughs> Fuck uh, you, Robin. <laughs> this episode. You know, it's true, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's not true. All right, well then stop getting upset. I'm not upset, being, Robin. You're the one that's stop being, being upset. emo. You're all red in the face now. You guys are like brother and sister more than your actual siblings. <laughs> I'll my kick brother. his ass easily. <laughs> I have uh, I have a wide wide range array of of siblings. Uh, one's a police officer. I have a couple pothead brothers. Do you really? And my no. si- and my sister's a teacher. Yeah. Oh, she's like she's like the good one. My parents love her. It's, but it's so funny. Like you said, as you grow as a cop, you know, you first start out as a cop and you're like, you smoking weed. And now as a cop, you're like, I really wish I could smoke weed. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like I was thinking about that the, the other day and I was well, so here's it. I don't want mean to bring this down, but one of our, uh, one of my coworkers and the guy I worked with on shift with for several years uh, is battling cancer right now and he's going through chemo and we, uh, we went to lunch the other day and I was just like, man, you could totally get fucking weed, dude. You could smoke legal weed all you want. And what are they, what are they fucking going to say to you? You can't do that. And you're going to say, okay, I got cancer so you can fucking suck my dick. But he's like, oh yeah, I've totally thought about that. But we have a policy. They put it in place right before or when Ohio was going through their little medicinal marijuana thing. They put it in our policy that even if marijuana becomes legal and you have a prescription, you still cannot use it. Yep. I'm that like, well, it's, it, it, it's going to mm. take someone getting fired and giving their job back for that to change. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, well, I'm in Colorado, so it's like second it's like the new california out here so yeah, you can do whatever yeah. fuck Rob, you want Robert, robin's probably got a yeah. joint rolled up right now <laughs> smoking jays dude smoking the reefer <laughs> got one tucked behind your ear right now don't you oh yeah oh yeah saving that for you know when i go on duty tomorrow morning i mean think of it too though think of how many police officers that you know personally that are fucking alcoholics. Oh yeah. <laughs> so true. How much say, you can, is it you, worse you, going home really, and drinking a 12 or 15 back or going home and smoking a J? I mean, like seriously, what's worse here over drinking? We'd be so much more healthier. There's no hangover, which means your day is you can still wake up at eight in the morning and have a productive day full of exercise. Like now, if I drink 12 beers, like I ain't working out the next day. Oh, fuck no. On top of all the <laughs> calories that I just taken. like Oh, man, yeah. Man. That's a lot of calories. So, yeah. Absolutely. And then, yeah, when you get our age and you drink 12 beers, then you're hungover for three days. Yeah. Exactly. At least it's, I am. It's not just one day anymore. It's Oh, God. Least. It's terrible. 
It is. It's fucking terrible. I haven't drank in a long time, so I think that I oh, would Miss Goody probably die over here. Are you straight edge? Till the day I broke. I broke my edge at like twenty three. <laughs> Do you have X's on <laughs> your hands? The day yeah, I'd still rock the X- X's always win. That's a song. That's a hardcore song of a of band that's probably not not even straight edge anymore. But you know, um, Strife isn't. Well, at least the singer. Oh yeah, he hasn't been for like years. Yeah, and that's it's, he would, it's so after weird, he like, broke his edge, he like went on like a coke binge and was yeah, like, dude. "Good for freaking... him." He went on a coke <laughs> binge. <laughs> he did. Rick Rodney, yeah, he that's freaking just threw all. Did he straight did he, edge to the wind? Did he go straight edge, or was he always straight edge and then found drugs and he was like, "Wow, these are amazing." Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I I I mean, you have those. Go ahead. Well, I can imagine if you go, if you turn straight edge, you have some sort of reference as to the negatives of using substances. And, but if you were about that, I I mean, I didn't, but I was, I I was straight edge at a young age, but strife. So I I had no frame of reference. I was just like, there was this thing that was straight edge. And I'm like, yeah, I want to be a part of that. And strife was a huge part of that. Like they were. A, a huge straight edge band, uh, yeah. it, you know, had anthems about being straight edge. Yep. Well, and that's the problem when you label yourself as straight edge, once you break that edge, you're not going to be forgiven after that by the hardliners yeah. and all that shit. But if you're a band, like for instance, like strife, yeah, they straight edge, they made it clear in every song that they were straight edge. But like Gorilla Biscuits, who, you know, a lot of the members are straight edge, but they were never straight edge, straight edge band. You know what I mean? So they didn't fly that flag. They didn't fly the flag, even though it was known that they were straight edge kids or whatever. And, you know, there's some that are still straight edge to this day. They're in their fifties and they're still straight edge. And then others who aren't you know but at least they didn't go around like with x's on their hand or x's on each side of their name of their yeah, band like you, there's bands out there that did that you yeah, know it's so. a, such a huge liability when you have a band right. where like everybody has to stay straight edge and if anyone gets caught drinking a beer our whole reputation is fucked so yeah. you know yeah it's like if you're gonna fly that flag <laughs> you better be like confident that every single person in that band is gonna stay straight edge or, or. well i remember a band that i loved a straight edge band 10 yard fight from boston oh, yeah. and they were they were a joke band um which was all about like football the 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 game, the video game called 10 yard fight is what they named their band after and they had a lot of songs about straight edge when some of the members sold out, quote unquote, lost their edge, broke their edge, whatever you want to call it. Then I remember on their website, they like blasted that guy and they're like, why'd you do it, man? Like, why'd you break your edge? And it was just so stupid. But you, I've listened to podcasts now with some of those members who like regret doing that. They're like, it was so stupid that we did that. We called them out for you know, something that that whole, that whole culture up there. Like can you guys, I remember when I, I, I watched this show called gangland and I think they were, they were stretching when they did this episode, 
but they did an episode which I'm sure you guys want to talk about, which is called mm-hmm. the FSU, which oh, yeah. is yep. essentially is yeah. a northeastern uh culture of straight edge people that beat the shit out of everybody. Yep. Yeah, those were the hardliners. Yeah, I think they were classified as a gang. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least according to that, they were. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, and then I remember, oh, sorry. I remember when uh, Earth Crisis was like a big part of the hardline people that, you know, even though they weren't ever inciting violence, but like when these idiots would go and like set McDonald's on fire because they were like hardline vegan straight edge and everything. And Carl would go on the the singer of earth crisis. He would be like, "Uh, no, that's not what we're we're telling people to do. You know, these are people that are taking it away. But he also was like, well, they, you know, have these beliefs and I I don't know. It was, I think he was trying to, trying to calm that whole thing but i mean you you hear earth crisis and you're immediately gonna be like oh yeah they're like the the hardliner like band mm-hmm. that every all the hardliners thought was like god <laughs> so. it was weird well you know it doesn't matter what group of what that you're in the extremists always ruin everything right i mean look at look at timothy mcveigh i mean he blew up a government building to protest the government. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, we get, say, we get it, but yeah, I think everything good gets hijacked. That's what I say all the time. Every good movement that has good purpose behind it. Like you said, Justin is some extremist takes it and then ruins it. Like, look at, I mean, for instance, like look at me too. The whole point of it is great. The concept is great. You know, mm-hmm. everything yep. about that is great, except when it just yeah, got, exploited we get it. Like, and we're, hijacked. Yeah, we're against sexual assault. We yeah. get it. Like it's bad. And then, you know, it's so things like that are even looking um like uh I don't want to get too political here, but uh I'll do it. Go ahead. Uh, like Dive look at right something like, like look at like something like Black Lives Matter. Like everybody's like, yeah, of course, if you feel if you feel like you've been, you know, treated differently your whole life because you're then yeah, absolutely take that slogan. It does matter, you know, your thing is cool, that's awesome. And then it just got it that took over like something completely different and became yeah. some kind right. of weird animal that was starting to turn people against what it stood for. And it had nothing to do with black people at all. It had nothing to do. Yeah. With yeah. So yeah. Right. I think that everything, everything good that starts, you know, you could, you could look at it as like a punk band, every good punk band that starts gets some shitty lead singer in there and ruins it. So <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Graves. I'm exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So what is your, uh, tell me your top f- five, top three favorite bands. Oh, damn, bro. Um, I, I love Bleeding Through. I yeah, love Slayer. I you love look that. like you would love Bleeding Through, Tyler. I'm he, not going to lie. Like he, He's going he for like the Brandon, Brandon look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, br- br- Brandon. That's what I meant, not Brandon. I, but bleeding, yes. Bleeding Through is a is a huge inspiration for me when growing up uh, because they didn't, uh, if I remember correctly, they didn't really uh, jump on either. They didn't go full on board with anything. They made their own brand and they kind of grew a lot slower than a band that would just pick hardcore metal. You know, pick one. We can jump you. You can get on the train and we can go. And I remember if I watched an interview a long time ago with the singer and he said, like, it was really tough because 
we we wanted to be our own brand and X Tough X. We love both. And but you know, he's somebody also broke his straight edge stuff. uh He he said, Well, it was a couple years ago, I guess. He goes, Yeah, I just didn't really believe in it anymore. (laughs) Like I wanted to have a glass of wine. And if I want to have a glass of wine, that means I don't believe in it anymore. And it kind of becomes something that you it's not worth fighting anymore. Well, I mean Well, did you Oh no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, when I was young, you said he, he didn't believe in it anymore. When I was young, being straight edge, yeah, it was something that we believed in, but it was more so looking back now, it was being a part of something. But it also kept me from making some bad decisions, I'm sure. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I had a lot of friends. I mean, I think it was my senior prom, maybe. I mean, half the half the people got kicked out for just showing up absolutely fucking shit faced. And I was just like, why? I don't see the fun in this, but anyway, um, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goody two shoes. I was just more so like, God, I just wanted to be, a, uh, in a band and touring so bad back then. I was just, you know, give me my bass or my guitar and a skateboard in a van. And I'm going to be totally fine. I don't need drugs. I don't need alcohol. See, I was never really attracted to drugs anyway. I mean, when I was young, young, I smoked weed a couple times, but alcohol never really did it for me. Um, I have a beer, a couple beers here and there, but uh, still doesn't really do it for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand uh, what he's saying. Like, I don't believe in that anymore. I don't, is he still a part of something anymore? Does he have to be at 45 years old does he have to be a part of that anymore no we're, we're grown up we don't yeah. have to be a part we're our, our own man our own woman but uh growing up it was super important to me anyway yeah i mean it's same here i mean i i wasn't into drugs either i had a lot of friends that got into drugs and messed up their lives because of it and so i didn't see the appeal and I only like drank alcohol to like try to fit in with my friends. And then when I found, you know, straight edge and stuff like that, like I, I, it felt good to be a part of something that was pure. It wasn't like, you know, you have to get drunk or you have to get high to be cool or whatever. But then it turned me off being straight edge because we had all these, like all these straight edge kids who were just, so like oh, if you take an aspirin or a Tylenol, yeah. you're not straight edge. Or if you drink yeah. caffeine, you're not straight edge. It's like, fuck off, man. That's not like what you know Ian Mackay said in, yeah. you know, in minor threat. So whatever, you take it however you wanted to. And then it just became like this whole popularity contest, at least in my scene in the Denver scene and everything. So I just, I had to step away from it, but you know, now, I mean, I, when I did drink a lot, you know, I'd get like restless legs and I'd wake up with a huge headache and stuff like that. So I don't like doing Mm -hmm. that anymore. And again, like you were saying, Tyler, like, yeah, if you drink a bunch and then you're have plans to work out the next day, it's not going to happen or whatever. So you said the runoff the carbs it's, you just consumed but like yeah when, you, when you're not subscribing when you're to, younger you can get away with that <laughs> yeah and not having to subscribe to straight edge means that if you are ever out and let's say you go to like 
a very famous brewery on a vacation that you're in and you want to enjoy a beer from that brewery because of the taste not to get fucked up right you know, you're not you're allowed to do that where as opposed to you know um you know me and justin when we retire man we got to get together and smoke a joint you know we don't have to worry about that <laughs> right <laughs> so uh going back bleeding through did you ever like 18 visions I was going to ask that. Yeah, I didn't know who they were until I got into Bleeding Through. Um, mainly okay. because uh, I know there's a huge movement of um, Orange County bands that like that yeah. was a huge scene out there. Um, yeah. But I didn't know, you know, I was never into a Veg Sevenfold in high school. Um, they don't care for them. But yeah. Bleeding Through, I really enjoy. Well, yeah. they're 18, uh, 18 Visions. Um, eighteen Bleeding Through, I like. I really liked yeah. 18 Visions um, before. Oh, shoot. What was the name of the record with uh, Who the Fuck Killed John Lennon? That was before Vanity, right? Yes, that was Vanity. right before Vanity. Oh, God. What was that one called? I'll look it up. I think I have that on my metalcore playlist. Fun fact and about I, the singer. Yeah. Fun fact about the singer 18 Visions. He is still to this day a hairstylist. James is his name. He, he his hair was always very on, on point. point. Yep. On point. And he he went to like Paul Mitchell, I think, um, hairdressing academy. And I remember meeting the 18 visions and I asked James, I'm like, would you do my hair? And he was like, Yes, but it never happened. But well, he was I, the... he did he said yes, which made me happy. <laughs> okay. I'm never mind. I'm thinking of Brandon. Brandon was the guitar player in 18 Visions and the singer yes. bleeding through. Okay. All right. Yes. Right. Getting my yes. until the ink runs out is what I'm thinking of. Oh yes. Good album. Yeah, that is favorite, a good one. Favorite Slayer album. Oh, God hates us all. And I don't, and I I'm not saying it's the best. I'm not saying that at all. But at the point of my life when I was in the tuned guitars, like um, it's so uh, to me. That's the most punk rock thing you can make an album title. And you talk to you listen to interviews and they're like, they're like, we're not religious at all. We don't care. We're just we're trying to be what Black Sabbath was back then. You know, we're trying to be. And then, yeah. you know, it came out on September 11th, 2001, which is kind of weird. But, you know. Wow. I didn't know that. That's yeah. crazy. Um, but that's now, you're OK. Yeah. Yeah, you're wrong, but I mean, <laughs> I like Rain of Blood. You know? I like all the classics. Seasons in the Abyss is the is the best, probably the best. I'm gonna go out on a, a a very long, large limb here and say Seasons in the Abyss is the best metal album ever made, and Slayer's better than Metallica. Yeah, I do love Seasons in the Abyss. The song, like the actual uh, track song is fucking war ensemble though i mean can you get better than war ensemble or spirit well, and black that slayer did a punk album did, did they you, yeah it's, i forget what it's called it's full of like minute 30 second track songs because they were all they were all punk kids but it's like you know they kind of knew like when they were 19 they weren't going to be able to play punk and be successful so they got into the growing thrash metal southern california thing okay but they're all um big punk fans but i'll send you guys the something from that album it's, it's it's all right i think they're all original songs they just made a slayer punk album which huh. is okay interesting um, 
I got it, and I got to give it to uh, one my favorite band. You can hate me if you want to. Is Slipknot? Nickelback. Oh, no, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> I love, but that's because Slipknot was one of the. It was like White Zombie when I was like early, early, and then the next band to get me like, like, what is this? It was Slipknot because. I was in like the sixth or seventh grade and they had mass and it was, you know, and I suck with them ever since. Jumpsuits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their first album, uh, the, what was it? The one before Iowa. I think it was self-titled. Okay. That wasn't bad. I remember you, jamming that in high school and stuff. That one, and, and even Iowa was really raunchy and raw and just the backstory about how they were recorded and like, you know, they hated each other. They didn't even want to, they didn't know if they were going to do Iowa and then they recorded it and then they didn't want to tour because they were all high on drugs and they fucking couldn't stand each other. Like the story behind it is like, wow, that's metal. And then, I love a good rock star story. Yeah. Where you yeah. just, they're so obliterated on drugs and alcohol and they hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, but they keep a good going album. for the, <laughs> yes. Like, same thing with like Van Halen and stuff. And, you know, when they had that big dispute with uh, David Lee Roth and who's the bigger rock star, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than Nikki Six chugging a bottle of vodka in a pool. Uh, you know, that's like the <laughs> least, the least crazy thing he did. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, he probably snorted a bunch of coke off a of hooker's ass too at the <laughs> same time. But I love a good rock star story. I, I, I really do. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, I think those are my that's my top five. I think I gave you five. You gave me three. Did you? Yeah. I was gonna say I am. Bleeding through Slayer, Slipknot, uh, uh, Barrier Dead. Oh, Barrier Dead's good. uh, But again, I think I like I like Barrier Dead because of it came out and then it was like uh, the you know that this their first one where they're all Tom Cruise songs or (laughs) Vanilla Sky or whatever. Yeah. It came out, and then after that, it just went down and down, and then they got a new singer, and it's like, and then they turned into a band like a Murr, where like they had no original members, and you know they're just, yeah. and then the singer left to be a teacher, and then came back, and he's like forty five, fifty tracks. Pounds. Yes, that one, that was a you listen to that one. That's just pure raw like aggression. Good stuff, old school, just mosh core right there. Yeah, no, I tell you what. My buddies and I still get together, like my my punk buddies from back in the day. Every once in a while, we'll get together and we'll put on fucking uh, we'll put on losing it. I think they called it on their uh, cover your tracks album, but just the oh, uh, mosh, mosh and roll, Barry, you're yeah. fucking dead. Oh, that's fucking tough, dude. Yeah, fucking tough. No, no, it's funny. Uh, I I saw I went to Ozfest two thousand. Two two thousand one of those early yep. years, and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's band, Wicked Wisdom, was playing there. Um, I wasn't aware. Yeah, she was in a heavy metal band at one point in her life, and because she was who she is, she got a slot on Ozfest. Um, I don't, I don't even remember if the band was any good, but they played either right before or right after Barrier Dead, and they did that chant, that Barrier Fucking Dead chant, yeah. and uh, and then Will Smith came out. And he's like, and I remember sitting there and, and like, we're in ninth grade. And I'm like, why is Will Smith on Barrier Dead stage <laughs> screaming? And it was because. Do the- <laughs> That's funny. He should do the fucking song from the show. <laughs> I would have been like. Philadelphia. Yeah. I would have been like, 
play Welcome to Miami or whatever, right? <laughs> That's him, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's something Miami, yeah. Oh, God. It, well, Ozzy's daughter five? had an album. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. What were you going to yeah. say? I was going to say, Ozzy's daughter, I don't want to fuck her name was, but she had a band too, right? Or oh, like Kelly. A solo project. Kelly. Yes, yeah, Kelly. Kelly Osborne. Solo project at one point. I yeah. remember... Uh, I remember the Chappelle show making fun of that shit. (laughs) Ozzy, it was the player haters ball. It was like Ozzy Osbourne's daughter has a a new single out saying like Papa don't preach. And he was like, that's right. I forgot about that. It should be called daughter. Don't sing. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the first Oz fest. Uh, I think Oz fest. What was that? 98 or nine? Yeah. 97 one of those yeah and i remember pantera played and Fuck yes oh that pantera. was so funny that's probably my number five i was yeah, trying they're, to, I, they're they're so fucking yes good. i remember phil right phil's the singer mm-hmm. he yes. was so drunk and i was like 16 or whatever and he was like i just love you guys so much he just kept saying that after every single song <laughs> Um, but they were really good. I was I was really impressed. And then there was like Power Man, Power Man Five Thousand, which is Rob Zombie's yeah. little brother, right? Yeah, yeah, I think. Yep. Yeah, and they were actually pretty good. And then there was Marilyn Manson tearing up the Bible, cut himself. And that was always else? like God, Marilyn Manson. What a fucking cool guy. He's from Ohio. He's from Ohio. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> so is he's so a, Trent Reznor. He's an Ohioan. <laughs> so I Trent love Reznor. Trent Reznor. Didn't I say I that last? Yeah, last Nine time? Nails. Everyone seems like it's such an acquired taste, but he's like just Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails are their own. Oh my god, genre. Yes, he invented. I love his voice. Yeah, I love his voice. They had a. Uh, there's a special on Netflix where it dissects like uh, uh, hit songs by different bands and they and they interviewed these bands on how they came up with it and you know just this song and, and them recording it and listening to the tracks well they had uh hurt by mm-hmm. you know nine inch nails and trent reznor on there talking about it and um he explained like his thought process through the whole downward spiral album he was just like you know you have this one whole of my all-time favorite albums oh such a good album and then mm-hmm. well it's crazy though you listen to it and it's just like it's crazy and then you have at the end you have hurt and it's just yeah and the way he explained it was so perfect it's just like at the end of it it's just this slow chill closing song Mm-hmm. of of the downward spiral and that was my life at the time yeah and then he's like oh, and then yeah. johnny cash yeah. covered it and he's like i was, How? Yeah. I was gonna say if johnny cash covers your song you know that that song is a deep song but I right remember, that's what i was saying yeah imagine getting that phone call from johnny cash be like huh, okay yeah i don't who, know bro, who is dude, johnny cash probably don't have to ask for shit. like you don't even have to exactly <laughs> i was gonna say you don't have to ask the man in yeah. black doesn't need to ask no. like to cover any one song i mean that and the way he did it too i just oh it's so good but, but like, that's a good version the the trent Reznor version nine inch nails version oh. is like disturbing and beautiful and it's like so you beautiful. listen to it and like after but that's that the way minutes, every you're like nine inch like, nail song is 
you're contemplating yeah. if you're happy or not after the end of that song. You know, I'm like, Am I can you be <laughs> can you be happy and listen to Nine Inch Nails? I mean, well, the answer but is yes, but they, yes. Well, you get like angry. You have like March of the Pigs, and that's like oh, a great workout a song, good like song, the gym song, right there, yeah. and you know, you get so hyped up and he's like screaming and then it just slows down and it's just so good. And then, yeah. And then you have like a sexual song, like closer, closer, where yeah. like every, everyone has had sex to that song. Let's just be honest. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, you know, then the you, wife. I haven't yet. you better put that on for her. Tonight. Yeah. And then, on you know, you close. <laughs> I only need, I only need the first, you don't, you don't need, First you only need half the song. <laughs> yeah, first, first minute and a half. <laughs> it, then, a challenge you know, would be to you to, to uh to one <laughs> to the one the march of the pigs, like Robin said. I, the I thing I love the wrong song. The the song March of the Pig is so good because it's so fast and then it just stops and it has that I piano part it. and he goes, Doesn't it make you feel better? You feel better, yep. yeah. It's so one of my good. favorite songs by, yeah. I mean, and then, you know, he had, oh God, I just love Nine Inch Nails. And then he, he had like on the Crow soundtrack, which yes. we've talked about in earlier episodes, but um, I love that. That's like my favorite um, Dead Souls. That mm. song is fucking amazing. That whole soundtrack's but, good. Oh my God. I have it on vinyl. I got it on vinyl and it's do. just, vinyl. of course. You're one of those vinyl snobs. Don't say, of course. I'm going to fucking fly to Ohio vinyl. and beat the, sh- the shit out of you with my the, records. I let me come I'm going to bitch slap get, you with my records. If, I, if I'm going to fucking get hurt or die, <laughs> let me come to Colorado and get the fuck out of Ohio. I'll come to you. <laughs> okay, good. I'll come to good. you just to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> In route but for no, the I mean, That's right. But no, I mean, so many great, he's just like one of the best songwriters and his voice too. And I was watching a video on Instagram, like he was chilling with Tony Hawk and just imagine like, like hanging out with, with Trent Reznor and Tony Hawk for a day. Like that's fucking bucket list right there. That's crazy. Dude, you ever? I wouldn't even know what to do with my hands. I would just be like, oh my God. Um, I yeah, do. do you guys ever like do something and go? That would be an amazing punk rock band name. Because when you just said, you just, Justin, you just said in route to the bitch slap. And I was like, I'm going to jot that down. Because if I saw that on a CD, I'd be like, who's this? In route to the well, bitch slap. Well, that needs to be the, it's at least a that's good the name title. of the podcast. Well, it's going to be the name of the podcast. Yeah, yeah, in Daddy route to the bitch slap. In route to the bitch slap. Yeah, I was wondering what 10-8 would title this. I'm assuming he kind of let, I, I don't know if you guys go through, um, beforehand and pick topics or if you guys just free free well whatever flow through conversation and then title it later well we go off on like tangents that have nothing to do with the subject we're trying to talk about we just go off and off and it's just i don't know that's what i I we don't know what to do with our hands i started doing uh um (laughs) Like just kind of like going and then picking like one big, sometimes if we don't have a topic to talk about and we just get together and we do one, um, I'll just pick like the most, let me be honest with you, maybe the most controversial thing. We talk about it and put it right there in the thumbnail and then it'll put it, <laughs> it'll only end up being like 10 minutes of the podcast and the rest is total like random shit. See, that's punk rock podcast. though. Yeah, yeah, me too. 
your little, um, you seem so professional with your little like video clips on, on the old IG there. That, I'm like, this yeah. looks legit. That's the biggest, that's the only, that's the only way a real long, long form content can grow with other than word of mouth. So like me, when I tell people like, dude, you guys got to check out uh punk rock cops other than like people doing that. The ex people ex um, discovering you is got to be through shorts. That's the only way well, yeah. for me. Anyways, I, yeah. that's the only way I was able to grow. So if, if a short makes it like I could give a fuck about TikTok and Instagram, I don't care about them. I, you know, I have my personal one that I like to have fun with, but the other ones literally are just for promotion, promoting and getting like word out there. And, yeah. and hopefully people subscribe for like the long conversations like this. Do you go into it when you edit your shorts? Do you go into it with saying, I'm going to find the best 10 seconds of this, or you just wait for that moment? Like, oh, this is fucking going in. Um, a lot of times now I've gotten pretty good at it. When I go to make a point, I can time it in under a minute and I know that'll be a good, it, I, I sound like a sellout, but I started learning what works and mm -hmm. then I'll go find it. And I'll uh, and I'll snatch that one minute clip and turn that into a reel or a TikTok or something. And so I'm kind of cheating the system by going and like we'll sit down and I'll be like, if I remember to talk about this subject, which there's a chance I won't remember, but if mm -hmm. I do, I already have a rant in my head that I'm gonna spit. Out. And that's probably why, like on all my like reels and TikToks, I look like this, and I'm like, because I want to get it out so bad. And then I gotta worry about. <laughs> Some You've been waiting an hour to say what you're yeah, going to say. Yeah, and then I got to worry about some drunk <laughs> asshole cutting me off like mid, like perfect, like, you know. <laughs> I loved, was that your brother with you at um, the Street Cup? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I loved that one. They're like, yeah, these, this isn't, this is not that cool. <laughs> well, like, what I try to do is I, like, you know, I try to tell people, like, it's, I try to change the culture of cop work a little bit with this podcast. Um, but I always say, I'm included in this. I'm not excluded. I know th that I do these things. And, yeah. you know, the, the, yeah. you're, you know, like cops have a, you know, there's a reason why when you date a cop or if you're, if you know a cop, the reason why they think they're always right is because they're trained to. They have to always be right. Society sure. relies on them. Yeah. Your, your supervisors rely on you to be right all the time. Like, so, you you're always you always have to be right so then to change that and to not to not be a uh to to not drag that into your personal life is very challenging and you do that when i but i'll bring up some of this stuff and dude my hate especially on tiktok it's like people get very upset when you bring up talking points <laughs> <laughs> i i enjoyed that episode especially with all those people walking around they're like hey who's this guy <laughs> <laughs> But that yeah. was funny talking about setting up and like we're like oh you want us to set up now we, we were the we were definitely the punk rock uh uh vendor there like we would roll in with sunglasses on like an hour late <laughs> you know like hungover as fuck <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah, like covering, covering your mouth when you talk it was driving it was driving street cop training that, like crazy because <laughs> you know <laughs> they're, they're did you guys do well yeah, we did very well. Uh, good, good. I think it was a combination awesome. of our perfect demographic all being put in one area for five days yeah. straight. Eventually, you're yeah. Just, you know. Yeah, hopefully I'll see you there next year. Maybe I'll come volunteer sometime at your booth. Hey, you guys should come to Street Cop because next year, because it's in Orlando. And Ooh. If, I, 
if yes. I do, if I do shell shock next year, which I'm going to have a lot more, this concert I'm doing, if I do it next year, I'm going to have a lot more time to look for, uh, um, sponsors and, uh, investors and teammates and stuff, but I'm going to do it the same weekend, like either that Friday or Saturday of street cop training. So, okay. Hopefully get a bunch That's of awesome. hardcore punk rock cops in the same building, you know? Yeah, I tried yes. to, I was just talking with my buddy the other day. I was like, dude, listen, next year it's in fucking Florida. I said, we can mm-hmm. go down there and who cares if we even go to the conference, let's just go and get the hell out of here. Yeah, but, and you can get your agency to pay for it. Which is oh, amazing. yeah. <laughs> Not mine. Mine won't. But- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. They already told me, uh, they already told me this year. So I put it in for a couple different classes and uh, they kept telling me from, well, I won't go into it, but they told me no more paid training this year. You've got what you're going to get and there, there's no money in the budget, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, well, Jesus Christ. You don't have to be such an asshole about it, but and then maybe you guys yeah. can come physically be on the podcast here in Orlando. Oh yeah, that'd be, that'd be so fucking cool. Those are always fun. The crack We're gonna do it at the Disney Castle, though. I think we discussed that last time. <laughs> we did. <laughs> yes, we we got to get our dole whips right. Robin can be That's the princess. The princess in the castle of the punk rock cops. The punk rock cop that and I'll butter- bitch slap ja- uh, Justin all over the place. <laughs> you all know, over the fucking magical kingdom. I deserve it. He's en route to the bitch slap. Do some I'm crowd killing. <laughs> <laughs> My brother just posted a picture, uh, uh, an Instagram video uh, the other day of just crowd killing. He goes, I fucking miss going to shows and just seeing people just fucking destroyed. And I'm like, God, that's so stupid, dude. <laughs> but uh, um, I'll watch it, but I don't want to be a part of it. I'm in the no, way back. God, no. I don't want to get hurt as a thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I got a bad back, so I don't want to get crap well, you're, the hard, you're the hardcore buttercup. I am. <laughs> I am. I'm not too far yeah. behind. I'm the hardcore butternuts. <laughs> butternuts. <laughs> Justin, you need to change your handle just to troll her and make it. Oh, my God. Butternuts. <laughs> well, that's from, the, I mean, what's the name of the movie? Uh, not How High. The one with Dave Chappelle where they sell drugs. Oh. Oh yeah, um, uh, half, or half, uh, half, half baked, baked, half baked. Half baked. Half baked. That it was the so horse. It was the horse. The, the horse, horse was yes. Was the like, horse I, was Buttercup. Yes, yes, yeah. The horse was Buttercup. Yes. But when he's talking about it, he goes, "I loved Butternuts." He goes, "It was Buttercup." <laughs> yes, Buttercup, Buttercup. <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. Fuck yeah, it was. I see Tyler in your background. You have some uh, metal memorabilia. Yeah. Ozzy Osbourne. No, let's not go Ozzy Osbourne. Black Sabbath. Who is the better singer since you're so controversial on the oh. dancing? No, I hate Dio. Whoa, you hate Dio? Whoa. His voice. I wow. also, here's another thing. I Ouch. Can't, I can't stand Dave Mustaine from Megadeth. <gasps> I wow. What? Yay, when he sounds like Very. this. <laughs> <laughs> Like you sound just like him. I, that was, I, that was I pretty good. I, I, like yeah. I, th- I say <laughs> I love Megadeth. Hate, hate's probably a strong word, but I don't. You know what? So Dio not even is, Symphony of, of Destruction. That's the only that one. Was, it, that's funny. That's the only. I was gonna uh, say. Song I, I, I do like that song because it's just, but it's that's a great riffing. one. It's a riffing that, in the bass that, line. 
that I like. That that record is so good. Marty Freeman was the lead guitar player on that on that record, and he is. I mean, he's since left Megadeth, but that dude fucking rips. So good. I love Megadeth, but think of what Metallica could have been if they didn't kick Dave Mustaine out for being an alcoholic. And you and know Cliff you're an didn't alcoholic. Die. You know oh, you're an fuck. alcoholic if Metallica kicks you out for being an alcoholic. Like they had Alcoholica as an album. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. I, I, those are All my right, own so ones. I don't. I don't really care for. Dio. We don't like Dio. Huh? And I don't care for Led Zeppelin. That's another big one. That a lot oh, of I don't are. like. I I can't do Led Zeppelin. When you have a fucking song that's like fifteen minutes long, my mm. first like slow dance was Stairway to Heaven. Terrible. Terrible. I, it was it went it on forever. Out. I love Led Zeppelin. What? <laughs> yeah, I do. Tyler. <laughs> You, you want you some bitch slap? I think you want some bitch slap. You need to show yourself, route. show yourself in route. Show yourself in route to in route the to bitch slap. slap. I will double bitch slap the both of you. Uh, <laughs> I I love Led Zeppelin. See, I was always a huge Jimmy Page fan. Well, in Led Zeppelin, mainly because my dad. My dad got me into all the old school uh, classic rock stuff, but I was and still am a huge Gibson Les Paul fan. And he always had his, you know, his classic 59. And uh, I always wanted one so bad. I mean, I have a Les Paul, but it's not the classic 59. But uh, huge Led Zeppelin fan. No words for that. (laughs) On that note, (laughs) I got to feed my kids dinner. So I know Justin is like upset that we recorded this during his dinner time. So yes, we got it done. He's probably hangry. Yeah. Sorry about, sorry about wasting the first 18 minutes with bullshit conversation. I didn't, that's that's how my podcast goes. No, well, no, that's how you got to do a warm up. You got to do a warm up, you know? But then we all we all got to get together on somebody else's podcast again, either mine or yours. So, yeah, yeah, totally. absolutely, we could do this for hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't even the, the podcasting. Like, it, it didn't even feel like we were. I mean, fuck, it's it's been almost two hours now. If it, it's felt like fifteen. Oh minutes. yeah, I forgot we'd probably run out I of know. a two hour cap. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> half of, you're only gonna hear half of this podcast. It's just gonna randomly yeah, shut next off. Next time like, I <laughs> next time I set one up, I'm gonna do us for three hours because I always do them for two. But for us, I'm gonna do a three hour one just in case it it leads. I over. think we're good. Well, I think we're yeah for sure. All right, guys. All well, right. I really appreciate well, you having me on. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, Tyler. And yeah, we won't see the last of you, obviously. Yep. We'll have tell, to tell, hang out. Tell us the name of your podcast and your clothing company again before we go. Oh, yeah. Anti-Hero Podcast. And uh, you can't miss it on YouTube or Spotify. It's got a big-ass black and green skeleton face on it. And then a uh, Refracted Wolf Apparel. So, uh, And then if you use Anti-Hero on that apparel company, you get 15% off. Oh, there you go. All right, awesome. guys. Every so I bought the I bought the Demon Hunter shirt. It's fucking awesome. My my daughter is totally creeped out by it. She goes, Dad, that is so creepy. <laughs> That's the fucking purpose. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, for definitely podcast. check yeah, check out Tyler um and his his fun stuff, his podcast and his apparel company. But we'll definitely get together with him again in the future. But you know, thanks again for joining us, Justin. Why don't you take us out? 
Well, um, yes, just like Robin said, thank you so much. Check out the Antihero podcast and Refracted Refracted Wolf Apparel. You can find both on Instagram and YouTube, and I'm sure if you Google it, it'll pull up. Stay punk rock, stay safe, and I am en route to the bitch slap. (laughs) (laughs) See you later, guys. Later. Later.